Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hey, Danny. What up, Lyle? Good morning. Friday Good morning. morning. So I've, I've missed you terribly. We've been like two ships in the night. I had a family wedding, and then we tried to record. I was in the car. But guess what? I've been betting my ass off uh, on these goddamn Cubs, and I keep picking the wrong team on the wrong nights. So you're losing all the uh, Sunranto Patreon patron money that I gave you to uh, double. You said you'd double it. I double it. Well, we're still up. We're still up. So that's good. So tonight we go big. All right. And, and are we going to go big on mybookie.ag? We're going to go big on mybookie.ag. Oh, my God, dude. They've got the best live in-game betting props and fantasy sports wagers. I know. Dude, the in-game betting's great. And did you know that there's something for everyone? <laughs> they got I, the best player perks. Do they? Yeah. And check this out. They're hooking up our listeners. And if you visit mybookie.ag. The Sun Ranto fans? Yeah, them. And them? If, those guys? Those guys. And wow. if you use promo code Ranto, they're going to give you 50% on your deposit. So if you put in 100 bucks, you get $50. That's how 50% works. Nice. Um, so that's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E dot A-G, promo code Ranto. What do they say? You play. You play. You win. You win. You get paid. Paid. And if you never want to hear an ad like this again, all you got to do is subscribe to us at patreon.com slash sunranto. You get your own RSS and, feed. What do you got to say us, about Give it? us five bucks a month. Yeah, that seems fair considering that's like 50 cents a show. That's yeah, all we're asking. If you'd roll down cheaper, your window. It's cheaper than buying us a gallon of milk. Danny and I each get a half gallon of milk out of this. Come on. Let's go. We drink lots of coffee. Patreon.com slash sunranto. Now let's do a show. Cubby blue blood flowing through our veins. Sitting in the bleachers in the rain. We've shed a million tears and drank as many old style beers out at the game. Let's go, Cubby Sunrento. Michael Cotton. Sunrento. Michael Cotton. Sunrento and the lovable Lucy. Lucho Scali. Sunrento. Michael. Sunrento. Sound sounding good, dude. You you're kind of you remind me of uh, John Vincent, the Cubs anthem singer that holds free really long. The guys I saw him at the the uh, Chicago Dogs game. But man, that w- I'm going to start timing you to oh, see if you. Okay, let's do it. Why haven't we done that before? I don't know. What's my greatest one ever? I don't know. We'll have to go back through our. It's four- got to be a World Series one. Yeah, it's it's got to be. But I'm. Yeah, I'm guessing. And those I saved because I actually went back through and I deleted a bunch of old shows recently. So on uh, the SoundCloud. Uh, hmm. Now that you're well, well, now that you're famous, we maybe should have kept those for posterity. 
Uh, Prosperity. And it, of, <laughs> for, pro, for, 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 yeah, anyway. Uh, <laughs> You've kept him in my prostate. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Dan, Danny Rocket, congratulations on your neat new TV gig. And now that you are rich and famous on TV, yeah, baby. can I have some money? Uh, well, first, I've got to pay back uh, my hospital bill <laughs> from the from the uh, winter when I almost died. Right. And, and also, you, you probably still owe Cub Stradamus some money. Well, I just he's just on payroll. That just right. comes out of out of my own check. But uh, no, no. In fact, I am so rich and famous that uh, this TV job, I'm on a new show, which I didn't get a chance to announce. Uh, well, let's do it right show. now. Yeah, hey, I'm on a TV show. It was on Wednesday, and I'm going to be on next Wednesday and next Friday uh, after the game, NBC Sports Chicago, a new show called Outside the Ivy. And I'm doing it with Michael Cerami and Louis Medina, and it it pays as much as my hospital bill. So it's actually, like, worked out perfect. And, like, I love when there's, like, a yin-yang thing happening. Yes, you because- owe this much a month, you make this much a show. Exactly. So what happened was... You know, I go into the hospital, I get really sick, I lose 25 pounds, okay? I was a fat fuck, and then I lost all the weight. Um, actually, You know, I didn't mean to, but it, it you know, I did. And, and now you're pretty enough for TV. Exactly, and it worked out perfectly, and what I got paid, what I'm going to get paid is almost the exact same amount as uh, what I owe the hospital, that helped me lose that weight. <laughs> so it, <laughs> it's it, perfect. It's really perfect. And so basically, you're on TV shilling for weight loss. I, Do we need like a weight loss commercial now? Then, uh, yeah, I don't know. I it, here's the weight loss. Uh, somehow get sick, go to the hospital. Okay, wait, lose wait, 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 get sick, <laughs> get sick, go to hospital. What else? Now what? Uh, pay a bunch of money. Uh, lose money. lose weight. Lose uh, weight. Yeah, it's that easy. easy. Yeah, you don't really have to do much, One, but lay there with IVs in your arm and like reruns of Green Acres that yeah, you can barely yeah. see through your headache. For nineteen ninety five a week, you can get Danny Rocket's weight loss program. First, <laughs> you get really, really sick. Check. We will get you sick. We will send you cultures. We will give you botulism. <laughs> we will give you. Uh, 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 we will give you whatever disease you consumption. want. Consumption. We'll Let's you the go. AIDS if you want. Consumption. Let's go old school. Oh yeah. Tuberculosis. Scurvy? In you in want a scurvy? Bol- we'll give you scurvy. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I, we had a great time on the show. It's uh, it you know, was great. It was great. I really enjoyed it. You did excellent. And I couldn't ask for better people to work with. Uh, Michael Cerami and Louis Medina. They're from Bleacher Nation. And they're super I'm, smart and fun to hang out with. I'm and, just getting to know who Louis is, like, through the people and the internets and the Twitters and the Facebooks. But I've followed Cerami a bit. I think I met him once at a game with you. Um, super nice guy. Really smart and uh, uh, just interesting. Just He's clever. I think he's a clever guy. Yeah, and we've got all the bases covered with ages we got you know the millennial set Luis is in the medina and then i guess they needed an old guy so yeah. put well, my, my except you dress like you're 18 so <laughs> I know. people don't know i know i really do i look up there i'm like well i look young um <laughs> but i have the knowledge of uh of yoda and i um, I, see, I see they hide the rest of the weight you have to lose uh behind the yeah, table. right under that table yeah and <laughs> you know what i love is that it's brought to you by supercuts right as i get really long hair 
I you really do. You're a shaggy dog, but it it looks good on you. I like it. It's a lot. You've never had hair this long. I've known you 25 years. You've never had hair this long. Well, I'm figuring it's like it's the kind of the long uh, the long game here is that uh, literally my hair is the long game because you know eventually Supercuts is going to notice <laughs> that guy's got long hair, and you know what I'm going to get free haircut. Yep, free haircut. <laughs> so <laughs> what up? Well, what people parlay, don't know par- is it's, it's long. It's it's kind of like it's like an unforced mullet because you know you're thinning <laughs> out a little bit on top. It's long in the back. You kind of got the Phil Collins going That's on. That's why I need the hat. Right. Just wait till I get the bald guy ponytail going. Oh, you're gonna love it. It's I'm glorious. Al- I'm almost there. I'm almost there. <laughs> no, I do have a bald spot. I took a picture of the back of my head, and um, and I did notice that. Uh, boy, it's thinning up top. I'm gonna have to do something soon, but whatever. I mean, I I get on there. TV looking like this, might as well just fucking go with it. <laughs> you know what right. I mean? Right. Well, well, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I say keep it up, and you know, it's. Th- I guess we got to thank all the ranters because at least one of us is getting something out of this godforsaken show. Well, I now, mean, the now, th- now, now you're loaded. The thing that's funny about it, it's been seven years, and uh, you know, which that always has like almost biblical. Right. A feeling it was, to it. The seven year thing, you know, seven years of famine and promise we'll se- get good at this soon, guys. <laughs> now, today, this is the show. Um, no, but it's like all you, the new listeners are like, oh, my God, he's just going to talk about himself. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> I want to say that the listeners kept me hanging on for seven years because like there are a lot, you know, it was we, we've almost wa- quit this a few times. We've had the conversation several times. Yeah. I mean, just like, eh, we're not really successful. <laughs> right. We're not rich. We're not. Well, it's, it's not even rich. We're not even paying for doing it. You know, it's just like, right. oh, I mean, we got too busy and our lives take off and all that stuff. But, you know, it is true. Thank you to all the listeners, because otherwise we just don't have a show and then I don't get on this show. And I don't know. It's you guys are all up there with me is kind of what I'm trying to say. And it's it's just wonderful. You're, you, it's you're like, real. You're really not. He's just blowing smoke up your ass. But he's, <laughs> he's trying to he's trying to be nice. No, I really do feel that way. It's like, and especially like when I think of like how me and my girlfriend Nicole, our, your old friend, you know that you know we were sitting at a baseball game at Wrigley Field. I was still living in New York, and you said. Uh, we're all drunk up in the upper deck box, and we're sitting there, you know, being jerks. And you're like, hey, let's give Nicole a call. And I'm like, yeah, let's do it. And she just happened to be out. Which she never is. Yeah. If you knew Nicole, she was out drunk at a bar, which happens maybe twice a year. Rarely. And um, so it, we call her up. We get together. Uh, you know, we make out all night. And then, because she was an old flame, because we, you know, had dated 20 years before. So, um Anyway, then within months, we're like traveling around the country watching Cubs games and stuff. I moved to Chicago to to basically be with her and watch Cubs games. And, you know, it's all it. Then we start the podcast and like it just was all this slow mountain of weirdness that like keeps getting weirder and more fun and bigger. And I don't know. So I'm saying every single person I know that's a ranter and stuff, you and uh, everybody that's ever been involved with like my Cubs life and, you know, Nicole and everybody at the Bleacher Bum Band and everybody I've met. It's they're all up there with me, you know, and I feel that when I see, well, by what you've told me. By being proud of me, and I don't know, it's just, it's beautiful. You guys, I actually almost cried there, and that's rare, too. <laughs> right, because you you have no soul. Your heart is yeah. a shriveled up black raisin. I only cry at, like, uh, commercials with cute puppies. 
It's true. I mean, I'll, I'll, he'll laugh at my funeral because that's just Danny's nature. He yeah. won't be able to get he'll be in the back row being like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but a puppy, a, a puppy like licks someone's face on a TV. Oh my God, it's like, beautiful. Oh, God, it's so beautiful. <laughs> uh, so thank you, everybody. Thank you. And keep watching. We're on next Wednesday after the game. We're on next Friday after the game and uh, Facebook but, live, too. So anybody can watch. So that's really cool. And uh, Beecher. Beecher Bum Band. <laughs> what is wrong? Beecher Bum Band is is God. Let's say that three times fast. Please, um, please get don't. back on the road. Well, on the road, we're playing where we always play. G Man Tavern, <laughs> June eighth. I'm excited about this one because we're doing an old man rock show. Three thirty p.m. How great is that for a 45 year old front man? Pretty. It's pretty good actually. You can be in bed by eight o'clock watching uh, 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 old reruns of like Golden Girls or, or gonna, Matlock, whatever it is you're yeah. into. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's um yeah three thirty at G Man. The show is free. We're gonna pass the bucket so I can pay Bleacher Jeff for the rehearsal space. Um, Cubs Cardinals is on that night at Wrigley Field at six o'clock. So it's like we play from like three thirty to four thirty. Everybody gets a little drunk, goes on into the stadium. You know. It's awesome. So Bleacher Bum Band, come on out. Uh, there's an event, and I've been sharing it. Um, I'll share it to the Ranchers page. You'll see it. Um, just look for it. It's on Facebook. So uh, shall we talk a little Cubs before uh, the show's over? Yeah, I, I think we should. Uh, Rowan Wick. Yeah. Are you oh, pumped? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it just is exemplary. Of the Iowa shuttle. They're going to bring him up. I'm I'm, I'm sorry. What was that word? I need my dictionary. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I mean, it exemplifies uh, what's going on with the Cubs bullpen. And maybe I want to save this for your segment, the state of the bull penis later. But, uh, you know, Rowan Wick. I mean, here's a guy. uh, Here's a guy. (laughs) <laughs> you know what I mean? That's all I have to say. Here's another guy like your Randy Rosario's, like your Kyle Ryan's, like, you, you know, it's this guy, this it, guy it, was, he it, was on the Padres. He's got a little bit of major league experience, but like from what I've seen in the inning he's pitched, it has, did not go that well. Uh, I don't it, know. It, 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 it's kind of like the front lines of D-Day. They're just like, oh. They keep dropping. They're like, just throw more people at it. <laughs> yeah, get off that boat, boy. Run. <laughs> run. Shoot, run shoot, run. Yeah, he gave up a run. Um, I Speaking don't... of runs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there, uh, you know, he was just out there in inning. Uh, you know, we, it, it, one interesting thing, he is Canadian. So, you know, maybe he turns into our uh, new Ryan Dempster and at least – does a good Harry Carey impersonation? Why? Well, what well, Ryan Dempster doesn't? Well, yeah, I know, but we, but <laughs> yeah. you know, at some point Dempster will retire from his Harry Carey, and then we'll have Rowan Wick to make fun of. Right. Um, but the reason he's up is because Xavier Cedeno, another guy, another guy, another who, another guy, another guy who uh, also was not good. I mean, do I do? Do you want me to go through what he did? Yeah, well, they pushed him off the boat, and they just threw him into heavy fire. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess he was supposed to come up and be a loogie. Um, he actually has an ERA of zero in five games. So you'd think, wow, <laughs> this guy's great. He kind of, he kind of, you know, when you go to spit the loogie and it doesn't quite come out of your mouth and it goes all over the front of your jacket, and drips down in your pants. That's what kind of what he did. Yeah, it's kind of what he did out there. <laughs> because, uh, I mean, just let me say a stat line because it's kind of funny. He's got two innings pitched 
one strikeout, a ERA of zero, but a 3.5 whip. Yeah, that's not good. <laughs> I mean, he, he somehow, I don't know how he did it. I mean, is he this year's Chatwood? Not really, because he, he walked three in those two innings, which that's not good. But, I mean, sometimes, twice he went out there and didn't get an out. So, you know, that's not good. He did finish an inning. He did not have a clean inning. We know that much. And, uh, yeah, it's so that didn't work out. We I was kind of excited to see this guy because he had been decent in the past. Ask Sarami who's got the biggest gap in ERA whip history. He, that's something he'd find in a second. Yeah, him or Chris Kompka. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. And it would be in- interesting to see at the end of a year. You know, I mean, I could look that up, too. You know, I'm not a total dummy. <laughs> yeah, oh, yes, you are. I've seen you. He, Danny types with, like, one pinky. I do. That's true. <laughs> but that doesn't make you dumb because you can't type. Okay, well. Um, it makes me smart because then I can't get a job typing. Right. Fair <laughs> enough. You know, although but, I, I have a job typing. Yeah. It just, just takes me forever. Uh, but ter- terrible, terrible, terrible. Guys. Oh God. I was so broken up the other day when we I heard lo- we, lo- we lost. I mean, we- what happened when you heard this news? Danny? Well, first of all, we had just gotten him. Okay. We had just he- got Chandler Shepard and you weren't even on the show. It was that it was the last show on Monday or whatever when we got Chandler Shepard from basically the Pawtucket Red Sox. Right. Um. Now, did, was this guy? You're a Red Sox fan. Was this guy on your radar in the least? Didn't even know that he came <laughs> from us. So then, every Cubs blogger in the world writes a story about we got Chandler Shepard. Uh, and then we lost Chandler Shepard just the other day. And but good for Chandler Shepard though because he's now a Baltimore Oriole, which means dude's got a chance to break through and make a little money this year. Right. Well, and also he might come back to the Cubs, and the Cubs like steal him for somebody, and he becomes the next Jake Arrieta. True. Yeah. And uh, do they have or, a pa- a Pedro Strope lying around because we lost ours? Yeah. Or 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 he becomes a. Uh, uh, um, who was the guy that went back and forth like 13 times? Oh, I know. I, you, I know. God, why do we always forget? Or, Edward James Olmos. Yeah, almost. I, I can't believe you pulled that out of your whiskey-soaked brain. I know. Impressive. <laughs> yeah, so who cares that we lost Taylor Shepard? I certainly don't, but I just always find it amusing that, you know, if you're – you know, it's if you're a Cubs that's, blogger, that, well, you that's have some, to, yeah, we're talking about it. So it's funny. It's just funny to me that we're like, oh, and my that somebody God. for the Cubs had to write that press release. They're like, yeah. really? Do I have to? Yeah. Does anybody care? <laughs> Will anybody yeah. notice? Yeah. What if we all just decided not to report that news? Like it wouldn't ever matter. Um, but then somebody would be mad. Like, why didn't we hear about Chandler Shepard? Maybe his mom would be mad. Hey, yeah. mom. Yeah. So, uh, and Javi got hurt, and then he came back. So, that man is literally a magic person. He he literally waved his magic wand and healed himself. Yeah, I I imagined him back uh, like in the uh, the uh, training room, like doing the Mister Miyagi when you're like, I don't know if you could hear that over radio, but <laughs> yeah. and then the rubbing together, of yeah, the, hands. yeah, you could hear the rubbing, yeah. And trust me, I wasn't rubbing my hands. That's oh, not how you do it on the radio. You got to make more no, noise. No, you, you got to you gotta yeah. do things. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, he's magic. And then he was out there making incredible plays again and hitting dongs. And, you know, I mean, the guy Dangerous. just doesn't miss his step. Like, you look at, you know, 
I mean, injuries are different, and you know, some injuries you can play through. This is a bruised heel. Uh, you know, Chris Bryant, though, like some injuries are like Chris Bryant's injury where it really affects your overall play. Javi doesn't seem to have missed a step with well, this. Well, because so Javi's not, not a pussy. <laughs> that's, Sorry, new listeners. Not, I see dirty words. That's not what I was going to say, but uh, <laughs> but it's kind of what uh, is in the back of my id mind. Right. You know? um, yeah, Javi's pretty amazing. Do you think he bruised his heel Kicking Addison Russell repeatedly in the head, because that's what I'm hoping happened. Well, I hope that explains Addison Russell's failure at the plate, because let's face it, this team, not that Benzo was setting the world on fire, but this team, uh, I saw, you know, Stan. Hey, Benzo, what's going on, buddy? Yeah, getting laid, getting a little slump buster out there. Praying away the the, the troubles. Come on, go get it, buddy. I don't think Bill Sugas allows that in his guest room. Um, You may stay in with him. But... uh, See, now I lost my... Oh, the Cubs bench. Uh, Stan on Twitter had tweeted out just today, like he woke up thinking about this because he said, good morning, the Cubs need a bench and a bullpen. (laughs) Basically, I'm totally paraphrasing, but I was like, this is what this man, huge Cubs fan, on Twitter all the time, talking about the Cubs, uh, thinks about first thing in the morning and you look at, you know, what happened in uh, yesterday's game. I'll skip ahead. When, you know, you have Hayward... Got squeezed, you know, I felt like he should have walked, but it might not have mattered because then Russell comes up and strikes out one of the worst at-bats I've seen, but definitely the worst at-bat of the game when the chips are down. Granted, the guy's out there getting booed. We know that doesn't help. He feels like shit right now, um, but either way, he How is it's the boo-to-cheer ratio right now? People have tired of it, which we all could predict everything that was going to happen. People will stand up there and they'll boo and then they'll stop booing a little bit more because it's like, an, you know, it takes and then, effort. And then other people get annoyed that people are booing. They're like, get over it. And then it, yeah, it turns into something yeah. else. Yeah. What I don't understand is enthusiastic cheers, but, you know, you know, it's just, it's a difficult situation. Everybody has their own feeling about it. I, but I, my I, point I, is I, he I, sucks. I can't wait. Wait, I can't wait to see the fight in the bleachers over someone being mad that someone's booing Addison because that's the hill that they wanted to go to, to, to die on. It's like, gonna, but, Don't boo Addison Russell. Whap. Yeah, <laughs> but just let's head this off at the pass. No fighting in the bleachers. No fighting yeah. in the bleachers. But By the way, you saw it. I like I, I loved the chalkboard. Yeah, behind the, uh, I, I, I caught that right away. I was like, ah. well, they asked us. They came in. They go, what do you guys want to write on the chalkboard? And without missing a beat, I said, no fighting in the bleachers. And they're like, OK. And then they walked out and did it. <laughs> Good. Yeah, I love having that kind of power. Oh. Oh. I have some messages for you. So I'll, 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 oh, I'll no, <laughs> I don't think we can use your messages. Oh, um, yeah. So the bench is short. We, I mean, not that we miss Ben Zobris because I feel like he's a stabilizing presence, even is as that, a human Is that being. a Ben Zobris height joke? Isn't he? A, he's not a little guy, is he? No, they're all tall. They're, yeah. They all look shorter than on on TV in a way. But then you see him live and they're, they all tower over you. I think. Hey, hey can you, can you, do, all, can you do all of Cubs Nation a favor? Can you stop touching players and maybe just go touch Addison Russell? Just like run out in the field and touch him. He, the guy doesn't do charity events. What can I do? Yeah, I can't get out there. But um, you got to you got you got to jump on the field, dude. But it hasn't it hasn't worked out, is what I'm saying. Like 
Okay, fine. Bring him up. Everybody's like, well, he's going to be an upgrade of what we had. I mean, Daniel Descalso, he's totally fallen off a cliff. Not to mention that he throws balls away all the time. I mean, you know, he can't make a tough play look easy. You throw a baseball better than he does sometimes. I do not think that's true. But <laughs> I don't either. But what seems, I mean. I, Dan, I, when Danny throws, it looks like he's throwing with the wrong hand. I believe it was, yeah, I believe it was, um, uh, God, I'm not going to remember who I heard say it. But uh, it was one of the podcasts, either, it doesn't matter. Uh, I'm sorry I'm not crediting you. But that Joe Madden treats second base like left field. And I thought that was a great line because mm-hmm, you, can throw, you can throw a lot of people over there and nobody's working out really. It's, a, you know, Russell isn't working out. Zobrist is gone. Hap didn't work out. I guess Bodie really hasn't played there all that much. Is it time to bring Ian Hap back? What's going on? Well, it's he, he seems he to be just in a pit of despair in the minors and just giving up on life. Is he about to go save his family pizza restaurant? I think Ian Happ is working his way back, and he had a monster game the other day. Right. Uh, and uh, he went uh, – looking for it here. Uh, I don't know. They, they, they lead with the monster game, but uh, – Right, but then you look at everything else. You're like, and you're like, ah, words. No, no. <laughs> no I'm, no, I'm, I'm – anyway, he – I, what from what I've heard, and I really haven't looked it up that much, he's not exactly uh, like setting it on fire all the time. But he had a great game the other day. I guess he hit a home run or two, and was it was great, knocked in five or something like that. But who knows who he's facing, what kind of pitching down there in uh, Iowa or wherever they were playing? And they got juice balls now. He should be crushing it. But he's he's not, and I think he was streaky. I know I did see somebody tweet his numbers that were really low, and then somebody tweeted that he got better. And so I think you figure it's like kind of a hit and miss, hot, cold thing down there. And that might be the process for him, but the team could use him. But I did, mean, he did but, hit 20-some-odd home runs a couple of years ago. And, yeah, like, and, you know. By the way, it doesn't doesn't he seem to, like – really do well under the bright lights like haven't they realized that like on a big stage in a in a big moment that's his thing so maybe I don't know some of these guys are just better when you bring them up well when I look at what's actually happening on the team and like guys that are on the team that maybe probably aren't as good I mean Ian Happ I'm looking at right here he's got a OBP of 354 okay so he's walking and uh, the question is, is he striking out? Yeah, he is. He's still striking out. He's struck out 50 times in 189 at-bats or yeah. plate appearances. Which is frustrating. And, but and in, today, in today's Major League Baseball, you know, it's three outcomes. Six home runs uh, down there. Uh, he's batting 234. So, I mean, he's going to give you more of that Kyle Schwarber. I mean, he even looks like Kyle Schwarber, for Christ's sake. But... Uh, and David Bodie mixed up. Oh, they just like guys that look like that. They if you, do. If you think of Schwarber, Happ, and and Bodie, it's like I think they all look the same. But well, uh, they're white. They all white people all look the same. <laughs> but in Chicago, he was kind of doing the same thing last year. You know, he batted two thirty three. Right. Uh, his uh, he hit fifteen home runs. Like I don't right. feel he'd like have Edison a little bit of power, and he'd come up in some big moments to get big hits. He's not afraid of the big moment. So he, he didn't. He's 
He's no clerch. So, and he hasn't been up this year. They sent him down right away because he had a terrible spring. And so I'm like, okay, so there's something wrong with them. They sent him down. But why are you bringing – I mean, your backup shortstop is Addison Russell. Ian Happ is not a backup shortstop. I guess David Bodie could do it. It's not ideal. But, you know – I don't know, Hap's going to give you a hell of a lot more than Russell's going to give you right now. And um, I think that if, you know, they gave Al Mora the job and that was kind of the platoon situation last year. So there's he loses the center field thing to Al Mora, who's been doing so much better. For the so most, much better. Yeah. It was, it, and, and by the way, I think we all kind of felt that it was just time for him to be the center fielder. And kudos to Joe for finally just being a man and doing the right thing. Yeah, he's almost worth trying to make everybody happy. He's almost worth a win above replacement. And, uh, you know, he's it's not he's still doing what he normally does, except for that. He's striking out a heck of a lot less. So, I mean, and he's a really good defensive center fielder, dude. Well, and here's the most amazing thing. He hit that grand slam the other night, which was super exciting. But he also has matched his home run total of last year already. Yeah, it's May people. Yeah, so, yeah, and now, I don't know if this continues, but, you know, if he gives you the defense he gives you, I mean, hitting-wise, he's got OPS plus of 91, so he's below average, you know, for the the, the hitting side of things, but he gives you that great defense out in center. Uh, you know, I saw McCutcheon, I mean, he was playing left, uh, but misplay of quite a few balls uh, during this Philly series, and I've seen the Cubs, both Kyle Schwarber and Albert Almora, make a lot of plays, crisscrossing, that those guys didn't make out there for the Phillies, that Almora and Kyle haven't got it figured out. They played together a few years now. They make the, some of the plays that fell in um, during the Philly series for the Phillies defense. Fair enough. Did you see, by the way, that uh, the Phillies used Wally catching a ball? Uh, at, at McCutcheon's home run ball the other night in the bleachers as their defensive play of the game. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yes. I sit with that guy. That's hilarious. He's super nice guy. And he and Jeff complained because I, I, I was doing the show that night. And so uh, Jeff uh, texted me, Bleacher Jeff, and complained that Wally stole it right out of his mitt. He said it was mitt in mitt. Little mitt in mitt action out there. Defensive play of the game, Wally. Oh, poor Wally. So here, but, you know, if Almora gives you the defense and grand slams and stuff like that, and the, you know, and bats 268, you know, OBP 307, like hover above three, bro. You know, if he learns to walk a little bit too, watch out, you know. But anyway, what, what he's not Cubs bench. I want to say how the thin, the bench is thin. The bench is thin. But can we talk about um, the uh, – wait, hold on. I'm, I'm getting there. It's time for the state of the thin bull penis with the lovable Lucier's Lilaker. Well, the state of the bull penis is old, tired, in need of a little blue pill because right when you think you're getting there, it quits on you. Yeah, I'd, I mean, we gave those stats from Jose Orlando 
uh, about how the Cubs bullpen has. It's good or bad. It depends what kind of mood they're in. Well, they've I don't given. Know. It's, it's they, inconsistent. They don't. They don't have saves because it's by committee. You know, just it's like whoever it, Joe thinks might, you know, be effective is who will be out there in the ninth. I mean, freaking uh, Brad Brock was out there the other night, and, and you know the Cubs blew a couple in this. Uh, I mean. They didn't blow yesterday. They they felt they they fought back and tried to get back in the game. But they, I mean, these were tight games. I'm I'm trying to feel like how I feel about this series. They definitely blew Monday, right? Brad Brock. The they they came back. I mean, the Phillies blew it, and then the Cubs came back, and then they and then the Cubs blew it anyway. I don't want to get too much into the game, but that was Brad Brock out there, I believe. Yeah. And uh, Cubs ended up losing five to four. Took ten innings, and uh, they had to put Ryan out there in the eleventh because you don't have anybody back there. You know, you got your Brad Brock sixth inning, seventh inning guy going out there in the ninth, and it's because you used Cshek for a uh, Josh Hader esque multi inning save the night before. So you don't got him. Have him. I'm sorry. I should use better grammar on this show now that I'm a big wow. celebrity. Right. But, no, it's just like, you know, Rowan Wick, so they bring him up. He didn't get the job done. Kyle Ryan hasn't been getting the job done over and over and over again. Edwards, every other time since he's been back, he's been good. But then, like, yeah, like he struck out the side yesterday, but it was not a high-leverage situation. I feel like that matters for him. Brandon Kinsler seems to have, well, he's got a, almost a six ERA on the week in nearly five innings pitched. Uh, opposing hitters are batting 300 against him. Uh, you know, they're batting uh, Brad Brock. I mean, there's the only effective person has, according to ERA, has been uh, Steve Ciszek and Xavier Cedeno, who we all know that's a fake Xavier Cedeno right. number. Fake rally. Yeah, uh, but Ciszek, and he only pitched in two of the games. I mean, Everybody else has been pretty ineffective. Mike Montgomery has been good. Then bat like it's super hit and miss. And I understand that that's a bullpen, but we just have nobody. Strope is almost back, I guess, throwing off a flat ground. But well, until you're back in the uniform on the mound, you know I'm not gonna be like, oh, it's fine. Like Strope's gonna come back real soon. I'm like, what does real soon mean? I don't know. Well, on that note, though, the Cubs are still they're still in first place. They're still winning enough games. So it 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 is there is some positive out of it. Well, they split, right? I mean, they split with a team that's in first place that had as exactly as many wins. I really actually enjoyed this series and I think I predicted it in the Ask Stat preseason show, but I feel like we're gonna get an NLDS NLCS against the Phillies. Some postseason could happen, and we're and Jake Arrieta is going to pitch against us, and he did great. He did great against us, and he, he was really excited. But now, you know, and it's not like they hadn't seen him before. I mean, it was his first start against the Cubs, but they seen him a lot. So, you know, if they can't get it done after seeing him for four years every fifth day, you know. I don't yeah. know. Just yeah, effective. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they had it going on against them, but they couldn't break through. And partly it's because the lineup was terrible. Javi are, wasn't in there. It was such a different lineup without Javi in there. Are 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 you mad? Are you mad 
that you have you Darvish instead of him. I mean, that's pretty much what you traded, right? Well, yeah. Well, because they went head to head, so it was. I'm just asking how it all side by side. Well, how it all unfolded is such that you know, 2020 hindsight. Absolutely, I think that in some ways, you Darvish probably has the most upside and what's happening with Jake Arrieta right now, even though he pitched a good, great game against us this week is somewhat predictable because overall, you He's know, toward the end of it. Yeah. So, you know, and you know, you Darvish think it's a different story. You might, by the way, I totally agree with you. I still think you is the better move. It hasn't worked out. Hindsight does say, man, that sucks. But I think it, you got to hope that this is going to turn around for Darvish. Yeah, and in this game, well, we're, well, we're, we're two two years into it. Let, well, let, yeah, yeah, we're two. Well, kind of. We're like, we're really just like ten starts into it. Yeah. Um. Do Do you think the Cubs really made a bad decision starting Addison Russell in this game? Oh yeah. Well, I did hear some rumblings out in the bleachers because it was Women's Empowerment Night. At it Wrigley just Field, seemed which, like of all the nights, like. If ownership or like Theo or somebody's going to call down and be like Joe, well, we're not I, telling you how to coach the team, but tonight you you can't start Addison. You well, can't play. I don't know how many people show up. I mean, I didn't even know it was Women's Empowerment Night. You I know, know, but if you're going to proclaim that as a team and make that a thing, that means you're doing press releases and stuff. It's really in bad. Yeah, two different care. departments. Probably no communication between those departments. I mean, my point is, if you you know the plan is, and everybody's got to accept this plan. You don't have to like it, but you have to accept that it's what's happening. Is that you know the team has Addison Russell on it because Theo wants Addison Russell on the team and probably other people do too they think it's a good baseball move and you know this other anything else that's happening with like giveaways and you know special nights you know it shouldn't have anything to do with it but it does because people are going to make those connections but you know, they're too different. I mean, I'm sure Joe Madden didn't know that it was women's power night. And hell, he is Javier Baez's backup who bruised his heel. So right. he couldn't play. And so he's going to be up there. And that's how that's how it goes. But Of course. And there's no choice. I'm just saying it just, you know, when I saw that, I was like, ew. Yeah, I really? mean, I heard. I mean, that's just one of the things that's going to happen. People are going to rumble about it and complain. And they have every right to do so. But, you know, you just understand the bigger picture is that, you know, these conversations aren't really had and uh, they right. I don't know or, if they or, or, or that winning baseball games is the most important thing to that department yeah right which yeah. you know it's like oh, yeah okay. not, the people that run women's empowerment night might have been like oh uh, do we say anything you know I don't know right but you, they can't say anything so uh <laughs> yeah that's a weird conversation. Hey, Joe, could you do us a favor? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. I mean, he could pinch hit after everybody left in the eighth, but, but he yeah. seems like a thoughtful guy that I don't know. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I just thought it was strange. Anyway, moving on. Well, the Cubs should have won this game and the umpiring in this entire series, I found to be despicable suspect. Oh, you think there was a little bit of. Yes. All right. All right. And I may have made the call because I may have had 20 or $30 wagered on such games and may have paid off these umpires and hot dogs and nachos. Well, it was it it was funny because, I mean, the Cubs were favored in Darvish v. Arietta, not by a lot, but they were favored before that game started. And um, 
you know, they it, end up losing six been. to five. So with that, the yeah, with the way they're playing and, you know, the way Jake's been playing, you think they might have had them. Yeah, but Cubs fans wouldn't have, I think, made a bet on this game. Just not, no, for yeah. sure. Or they might have bet Jake just knowing, you know, how it goes. And then some of these starts for Darvish. Um, but uh, this is the Cubs should have won because Andrew McCutcheon swung and it's very frustrating to have there be no check swing rule. It's just discretion. And it's not even the I, discretion. I, 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 like, the, I, I like the fallibility of all of it. but Well, what's frustrating is that they're uh, asking a 65-year-old man 100 feet away what he saw. <laughs> now, can I just leave that there and let yeah. that just resonate with everybody? Because... You know, hey, grandpa, did he swing? <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and, you know, it, it's on the line. But, you know, to me, I'm sitting in the bleachers and, you know, just eyeball test of just how a swing looks of when you break the wrist part of it. That's a swing. It's an intent. And I think that's what they're supposed to judge it on. Did you intend to swing and then accidentally swung? Because I've seen people pull back and not cross the plane, but it still looks like a swing. Does that make sense? Because yeah. it is intention. Andrew McCutcheon should have been called out. Strike three. Cubs win. Everybody goes home happy. Because Andrew, uh, Andrew, uh, Daniel Descalso, double Ds, hit that. Well, it maybe should have been caught. Kyle Schwarber maybe catches it. Uh, Albert Almora maybe catches this ball that went between McCutcheon. And who is their center fielder? Um, that guy. I'm looking uh, at it. I'm looking. I know. I'm trying to. I'm sorry. I couldn't get there fast. No, I'm on the thing, but I can't. Uh, Herrera. Odubel yeah. Herrera. That guy's great. Um. Anyway, uh, yeah, one of them should have caught it. Defense had been a problem for Philadelphia in the past. It. I wouldn't say this was one of those dur plays, right? It gets down, and uh, it ends up being a Little League home run after the ball gets thrown away. And everybody's so excited about Daniel Descalso. Cubs go ahead in this game, and then it all gets ruined. They ended up scoring. Bullpen blows it. Brad Brock. Uh, then Kyle Ryan loses it in the 10th. But uh, when the the last out of the game was made by Daniel Descalso, who's the exact same guy who even put the Cubs in this game at all. And so he makes the last out of the game. Some bleacher bum on the way up the stairs goes, Fucking Descalso sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just yeah. mad. So angry. Um, but it was very frustrating because I thought that you pitched well. And it didn't, It you know, the peripherals on this game, the blue pits, they were all series long. It was death by a thousand cuts with these stupid fucking singles. Like... Bryce Harper pretty much only hit singles. Did he only hit singles in this series? Because he was over the first two games, and then he started, and then he bunted on, and then he started hitting singles. So they kept him in check, but pretty much so is everybody for the most part. He's had a slow start to the season, but all these bloop little hits is how the Phillies won this game. Uh, so frustrating, and I don't know if it's defensive positioning. Who's more overrated in your mind, Harper or Chris Bryant? I mean, well, Harper got the contract now. Um, 
I mean, yeah. it's not like Chris isn't making money. I mean, we haven't – when Chris Bryant is his healthy Chris Bryant, Chris Bryant is a better player than Bryce Harper in my okay. opinion. Okay, is, is he unhealthy right now? I mean, that's news to me. Oh, Chris Bryant's killing it. No, he is. Right He's great. That's but... what I'm saying. Last year, he had one down year. Okay. And, I mean, Harper is a slow starter. He's got his excuses, but, you know, come on. The guy hits – hits his father's pitching like a maniac that's true that's true that he's good at that he's really good at that those fucking cheaters i'm well, still mad about i it. do um i do kind of d- didn't understand like a lot of people wanted bryce harper on the cubs i think that's an upgrade between like the hit and miss streaky offense of the outfielders that we had uh, bryce harper is an upgrade over uh any bat the Cubs have in the outfield. I think I'm safe saying that even though he's started slow and, but Cub fans wanted him, but they're booing him now, you know, and I think Bryce Harper enjoys his villainhood, right? With other teams. Um, But they're booing Bryce Harper out there in the bleachers, giving him a hard time as they give everybody a hard time. But when it's with Harper, it's going to make the news. Harper threw a ball out of the stadium, teasing the fans that he was going to throw it to him and, threw it out onto uh, Sheffield Avenue instead. Right. So, I don't understand what, I mean, do you understand why they're booing Harper? Yeah, because uh, he didn't come to Chicago, probably, that's, that's, I think. Yeah, that's stupid. That's dumb. But, yeah. yeah, no. Yeah, don't boo him. Boo fucking Theo. Boo Ricketts for not having any money. Right. That's who you boo. Um, then the Cubs won. And um, that was kind of a squeaker, too. They won three to two. Uh, and this is another walk off. These were all tight games. Uh, the walk off. Javi walks it off on his. What, how great he was out, of the out game there. Hurt. I mean, had this been the playoffs, this was the stuff of legends. Yeah. And the and also like the Cubs fought back in this one. You know, they were losing it, it two still to was one. Pretty legendary. But, you know, it's no, it, it was Kirk Gibson esque. Yeah, yeah, it it was. Although, Javi's the king of kind of seeming really, really hurt, and then not being that hurt. Right. You know what I mean? Like when well, he, he fakes, he comes limping up to the plate with his eyes squinted. You know, and then yeah. Just like the pitch comes in, his eyes get bright, and he straightens up, and he's like, "Ha ha, gotcha, bitch." Well, yeah, and I think it's gamesmanship too. He's like, "Oh, exactly." He can't like he he he'll like limp down to first base on a walk. Like, and then steal second. And then steal second and third on the same play, you know. Um, but, no, this was really cool. I mean, and I got to give it to – is I think this is the game that Chris Bryant basically – I mean, he, first of all, he scored – this was amazing. He really is an amazing base runner. He gives you that. It is an underrated part of his game. Indeed. Um, but – when he, uh, I forget who grounded. Oh, you said like three nice things about Chris Bryant in the last three minutes. Hey, it's a new record. I'm I'm back on the KB board. Like the man went through some struggles. Like when you walk through Dante's Inferno and you come out the other end looking, uh, smelling like a rose and you know, then I know that you've and had a little some, bit of sulfur. I, I like somebody to have a little adversity in their career and then see who they are. And that's what just happened to Chris Bryant. And now I'm all, uh, now I'm all on board. 
Um, but he, hey, somebody mark this on the calendar next time we start hearing him be like, oh God, Clark. Yeah, overrated. I can't believe he's the golden boy. No, but uh, he scored from second on a grounder to short, which I don't, I know I've seen it, but it doesn't doesn't happen happen a lot and not with guys like him. I mean, he is a little underrated. He's definitely, he's really good on base but he doesn't look like he has any speed at all. It feels like he's lumbering. Maybe it's just because he's lanky and, you know, but you're like, how does he do that? You know, if it's a speedster, like Billy Hamilton does that, you don't question it. Yeah, no, but it's Chris Bryant. So I don't, well, I think that's how he gets away with it because he, I mean, and didn't he score the tying run too? I want to say he did. Yeah, he did. Yeah, 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 he did. Uh, On uh, I love this baseball term on Almora's dribbler. <laughs> <laughs> he belongs in the bullpen, but no, but he, and With that, that and, and that was another, so both of those runs that was, who tied it, you know, uh, both of those runs, you know, they don't necessarily score. With yes, that truck to stop backing up. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Who is that? Oh, it's the, it's the garbage. Some garbage men in the alley. Um, oh, it's the bullpen. Yeah, yeah. It comes <laughs> the bullpen. But uh, no, the um, he scored uh, both runs. The, the he scored from second on the ground out to short because they weren't expecting him to keep running, and he did, and he scored, and it wasn't even that close. And then uh, he scored on the dribbler, which the pitcher fielded, and the bases were loaded, so Bryant could have any Rizzo is out. Elmore is probably out. Like a lot of guys on the Cubs are out. In that situation, Bryant was safe. It yeah, was who saved close. him, him, Javi, Hayward, maybe Hayward. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, I just want to point out that Chris Bryant is a god. Um, <laughs> in this, oh, that's four things this week on the show. And then Javi walked it up, and uh, this was like the only time that Kyle Ryan was good. So I, I want to point that out too. Let's accentuate the positive. The Cubs win three to two. It was exciting. Everybody. Uh, went home happy. Um, now, game three, the Cubs started hitting home runs like uh, maniacs. Almora crushed one. Uh, he had hit the, had the granny. Uh, Baez, uh, well, he saw everybody else going deep, and even though he'd been trying to – he was back in this game. This is when he came back miraculously after – That was kind of like – that was. Kinda, I, I don't know if this is a, a term that people like, but he kind of hate-fucked that ball. Yeah, he seemed mad because he had struck out on the previous at bat, which because he wanted to go back to back with Almora, maybe. Who did he bat behind? No, Rizzo. He wanted to go back. Oh, because I wanted to say Rizzo's. Rizzo broke the D. He broke the D. Uh, I love it. He hit the. It was a monster shot. Kind of like I mean, it it did. We talked about it on um, outside the Ivy. Uh, about uh, it reminding people of uh, the the Schwarboard home run where they yeah, where the it King landed on top. We were at that game. We were at that game, and we were sitting pretty near the Schwarboard. We could see we the were. ball we from where the we ball were up there. We almost climbed up there because we were so goddamn drunk and got the ball. Yeah, yeah, but uh, thank God that Juliana Zobris talked us out of that. Thank God uh, she was our little, you know. Well, well, that's, that that's night. the night things started between her and Michael Cotton, and now look at her. She's yeah. getting divorced. Oh, by the way, uh, there's a, that's the reason Michael's not on the show today. He's, yeah. he's in court. He is in court again. Yep. So, uh, no, it's actually just because it's morning. 
Michael has a job like an idiot. Who has jobs? Oh, you have have seven of them. Yeah, I know. Uh, And I also just uh, did I get no? My job has not emailed me. I've got to work as soon as this this uh, show is over, which should be by game time. I'm hoping. God, I hope so. So uh, yeah, Rizzo broke the D, and I said this on the outside the Ivy, but I really just in my mind's eye saw the Budweiser sign exploding and sparking a la Roy Hobbs. It, I mean, God, I want this so bad. Why don't they I make don't, advertisements they like this it, anymore? Dude, how about they make exploding targets? Dude, that's how you make games more fun. Put some exploding targets in the outfield, like on the green monster, like above all the fans at the green monster in Fenway. Yeah. If there was something you could hit and they're just like, it set off fireworks instantly or blew something up. You know, do it out like the scoreboard in Wrigley and the Budweiser sign. Like, there could be targets that just the Big Mac sign in in St. Louis. Come on, with the advancements in pyrotechnics, you can make it safe enough. Can you imagine if it, like, it exploded, like, Big Mac cheeseburgers for all those fat fucks in St. Louis if you hit the Big Mac sign? Oh, God. (laughs) Actually, They'd all be like, get my blender. You're going to blend that burger up so I can eat it with my one tooth, ma. Do you know what what I want to see? I want to see a Mark McGuire with his arm outstretched. And then when uh, the Cardinals hit a home run, his fist comes up and he makes makes a muscle and his bicep explodes with steroids. Yes. Just testosterone exploding. Shooting out like shrapnel at all the fans (laughs) in St. Louis. Yeah. So this is the game that the Cubs won uh, decisively. I would say eight to four, although I believe the Phillies had the tying run on on deck. Chatwood, the hero of this one, because um, Hamill's his shortest start as a Cub. And uh, I mean, Cubs- disappointing, you know, like uh, he was he's he's a Philly at heart, I think. And, uh, you yeah. know, I think fans would say he's a Philly. And you would think you would hope he'd have the same kind of start that like Jake had, you know, and, and going against your old team. Yeah, you Darvish against the Rangers. We yeah. saw it there. That's for sure. Yeah. But that was I, I can't tell how much that was you Darvish and how much was the Rangers. You know, what percent do you put on what? Because it was just a shit show. But uh, no, Chatwood, you know, kept, comes out and, you know, it's the Cubs had put up a lot of runs at this point. You know, they were they had tied it and then the Grand Slam made it seven to three. But, you know, Philly's a good team. And, you know, when you're you know, you got. A f- four innings, a bullpen, five innings, a bullpen to get through. And I mean, that's 18 outs, folks. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. do you trust our bullpen to get 18 outs? Well, you do when Tyler Chatwood now twice has basically, you know, kicked the crap out of it. And, you know, four innings, he did the 15 inning game that uh, Contreras walked off a while back um, against the Brewers. And he he did it against a great Philly squad. Brewers are good. He did it against the Brewers on a really horrible day to play baseball, though. Raining yeah. the whole time. And then this on a very nice day to play baseball. And he managed to keep a good offense down. And um, and I don't know why Joe didn't let him finish it. I think, you know, might as well. You got your long guy out there. Let your bullpen rest. Instead, up four or three at the time. What were they up four or three? I think they were up four. Mm-hmm. Up four, they bring in their best bullpen arm, C-Sheck. 
You could have given him three days rest. I don't know if that's smart to do after his 2.1 inning yeah, uh, may, Sunday may, thing. May, maybe you feel like he needs to throw on that day. But it just, it's frustrating as a fan. You're like, great, we're going to need him tomorrow. Yeah. And he's not going to be available. And they did. And, and they did, did. Uh, because he couldn't pitch the next day. And so, you know, Benny's Joe really screwed this one up, in my opinion. Like, I think you can keep the Phillies. I think. Now, I'm not sure. And that's what is frustrating about this bullpen, because we don't know if you can put Brandon Kinsler out there and protect a four-run lead. We don't know that you can put Carl Edwards Jr. and the Phillies aren't going to score four runs. Man, it's too bad that like one of the best closers in the history of baseball isn't just sitting out there unsigned by a team in May, which yeah. is unbelievable. And it's too bad that you couldn't just go out and get a guy like that. Yeah. But, you know, whatever. As as Luis said on uh, outside the Ivy, um, you know, Theo says that he wants to do trades, that trades are more likely than free agent signings. Right. And uh, Theo may, uh, and uh, Luis said, yeah, all you have to do is trade – uh, uh, Kinsler, uh, Kimbrel for money. It's just yeah. you trade for money. Yeah, it's very frustrating. The Cubs need help on the back end of this bullpen. Morrow is doubtfully coming back this year, and if he does, it'll be for a month. And who knows, like how long it takes you to work back from this whole thing? And then you no, know, build for the sure, he keeps having it. setbacks. I mean, do you have any faith that this guy's ever going to pitch again? No. For a long period of time? No. And, and that's what people keep saying. They're like, well, Morrow's going to be back soon. I'm like, really? Are you sure? Well, and, and, it, and is he going to be any good? Well, and, and and I also feel this way about Ben Zobris, and I appreciate the, t- the time that they're giving him to figure by, out what by, he wants to do because I think by, he might retire. I really do. Yeah. By, by the way, I appreciate – I know Ben Zobris is a popular player for the Cubs, and people like him. And he seems like a really nice guy and he's going through some shit right now. So I hate to pile on, but I'm gonna. What fucking job in the fucking world can you be like, I'm sad, my wife's leaving me. I need to take a couple months off and keep getting paid. Like, fuck that. Fuck you. Get to work, you pussy. Yeah. Can I just say that uh, during my divorce, uh, I was drinking way too much whiskey, uh, living in New York. I'd moved out and my job was. And I was oftentimes hung over at this job, bouncing around in front of little kids, singing little kids songs, like playing with scarves and uh, little percussion instruments that they just put straight in their mouth that I'd clean off with scope. That's what I had to do. Yeah. And I had to do four classes in a row of this shit of little rich kids and their nannies putting shakers in their mouth. That's what I had to do when I was going through what Ben is going through. So, bro, get out there. Come on. And if yeah. you don't want to, just quit so that the Cubs can make a move because the bench is short. It doesn't seem – I mean, I think Ben's over is hard to replace in a lot of ways, but batting 230 switch hitter who can come off the bench and get a base hit, a la Tommy Listella, the home run king of California, is – uh. You know, well, it's kind of hard, <laughs> but you got, <laughs> but you got to do but some it's, better. But it's it's total bullshit. I appreciate the Cubs are being, je- but again, I think this is another like dumb thing. I'm like, come on, make, get to fucking work. Well, Ben's- I'm sorry. And if you're going to retire, retire, shit or get off the pot. Don't just fucking sit around and wait for something to happen because that's what he's doing. Yeah, yeah. So and then you know, so that kind of brings me to Game Four. That the Cubs, I mean, 
Lester, the two old guys in the in the rotation were not good this week. Less uh, Hamels and, and with a tough. It's one. concerning because they both started very well, and you just you hate to see them start going through some shit right now. But you know, we've seen this from Lester before. Yeah, but Pico- this time of year. Well, it usually happens a little later, but um, you know, like I watched John Lester give up like nine in two innings one time yeah, at Wrigley like in yeah. June, in yeah. late June, I think, right? Yeah, so late June, early July, I think it was, but. Yeah. But maybe he's just going through it a little earlier this year. Yeah, something's off. He's leaving a lot of pitches up. And, you know, the velocity isn't there, so they're hitting the crap out of it. And we've seen a lot. You know, we've been watching it. Lester's crafty. Lester's, you know, can get, you know, they hit him. Bases are loaded. You know, the Cubs out hit the Phillies in almost every single one of this game, these games, um, except for this one. You know, and... um so there was a lot of risky business for the Cubs in this whole series, but you know Philadelphia, they just—I'm uh, looking at the wrong game. Actually, they out hit us on uh, against Hamels too. Kind of surprises me, but uh, yeah, they out hit us twelve to eleven, and then beat us nine to seven. But uh, all almost all the runs uh, were given up by Lester. Only went four, just like Hamels gave up seven of the runs. Four were earned. So that's kind of rough. Cubs kicking it around. Yeah, it's weird, uh, though, because, you, know. you know, it's two different stories. Cubs split with the Phillies, one of the best teams in the league. You think you should be happy, but Cubs fans are like, God damn it, we should have beat them. We're better than them, or we think we're better than them. Phillies, you know, I, I was I was uh, driving through that part of the country, and they're kind of pumped. They're like, all right, we're a good team. We, we, we just played against what many people think is the best team in the, in the league, and uh, we're as good as them. Yeah, I, and I think they are. I, I mean, I, I, I think I think there's holes in their game too. Uh, you know, but and you know, we got to their bullpen. We saw a lot of them. Cubs Phillies reminds me of kind of what Cubs Nationals had become briefly there. I mean, it's different vibes to the team. You know, the Nationals had that have that. Um, they still have it. You know, and I don't know how long they'll have it, <laughs> depending uh, on how they're playing. But that rotation is sick. They're 19 and 31. It's time to blow that up. By the way, talking to trades, I think there's going to, you know, I think the possibility of going out and get a Scherzer or somebody like that is definitely in the cards for, for some teams out there. And I don't think it's the Cubs, unfortunately, but I think, no. I think Sean Doolittle might be a target over there. But, but I mean, imagine taking, taking a reliever from the worst bullpen in the majors. I mean, what happens to that team? At that point, you know, they're just, they don't win another game. Um, So uh, where was I with this? Oh yeah. They're kicking it around and you know, Javi started it short and then Joe moved everybody around. Contreras ends up playing right in this game. Hayward moves the center. Then Bodie was at third. Then he played second for a while. Then he went back to third. Russell came in and played second after Descalso. So it was just like, Joe was doing everything, and the Cubs came back, and they did it on the strength of, like, another rocket out of uh, the park by Rizzo, and uh, Schwarber hit another one, too, so both of those guys, I think Rizzo's sitting at 13 now, and Schwarber at uh, 12, maybe? No, no, Schwarber wasn't up there. Let me see. Uh, I'm looking at it right now. Um, 13 for Rizzo, leads the team, then Baez. Yeah, Schwarber is actually only at seven. It's Contreras and Bryant that are stuck at 11. So, but hey, it's a pretty decent pace for everybody. 
No, for sure. For sure. And well, and and here we go. Here come the mighty, mighty Cincinnati Reds. Yeah, hold on. Let me get back to my thing. <laughs> um, well, actually, before we go to the Reds, can I ask you one question? Of course. You know, are are you more concerned about Lester having the bad game, or are you excited that the Cubs fought back in this game and, you know, almost kind of won? And, uh, I mean, the, and the bullpen sucked in this one, too. The You know, it was not good. I mean, well, Rowan Wick gave up uh, a run and then – uh, Ryan, I mean, the bullpen gave up two of these runs, but Lester gave up seven of them. Cubs had to use their entire bullpen, like, well, six, five total pitchers out of their bullpen anyway, to get this, to even get close. I mean, are, are you, ha- do you like uh, this, the spirit of this team or are you just yeah, like, the oh. offense is there. And I think this is what we expected. We were hoping the bullpen was going to be a little better. I'm not concerned about John Lester yet, but. We also, I mean, we've been discussing this for two years now. It's when it falls, when it drops off, it's going to be sudden and dramatic. And it just, it's the way with these guys, these power pitchers. When it stops working, it stops working. I don't know. I think about John Lackey, you know, just like every now and again. He'd still find some magic. He'd still find some magic in the night. It depends who you're playing and how he matches up. If John Lester ends up being 12 and 13 with a 4.5 ERA, you're not going to be super happy about that. No. At this point, because you don't have the arms to back that up. Well, at this point, it's what we'd expect. You know, we'd expect him to have similar numbers to somebody like Jake Arrieta, you yeah. know, and, uh, you know, but still, but I still think he can put together ace-like games, but, um, and he has and he this has. year. He yeah. has a, quite a few this year. Yeah, so something's off. Uh, and so even so am the, I concerned? Not yet, but I'm about to be. Any team, I feel like he does not match up against any team that gets a lot of base hits. You know, like any team that is like hits for average, you know, because I feel like that's kind of what burns him uh, oftentimes. Like he'll give up two runs and ten hits kind of thing. Right. You know, know, man on first, double play. Man on first, double play. Yeah, or seven runs, seven hits. You know, right. like it, it could go. I mean, but either way, you can get a lot of hits off John Lester is kind of what I'm saying. Even in the games that he was seemingly lights out and didn't give him any runs, they were still hitting him. So, you know, that's the only concern to me. When you got a, a suspect defense out there, you know, Javi's, uh, a.k.a. Javi's not in it, um, then I think it goes a lot worse. But he was in this game, so I don't know. Uh, yeah, now let's get to the Reds. Uh, yeah, we face the Reds, although are we going to face the Reds? Because it's supposed to rain pretty much every day for the next week. We had one good day where it was nice. Maybe two you could count, but that's it. That's it. Now it's going to suck again. Something's getting rained out, but, uh, the Cubs just faced Cincinnati and we lost. We lost two of three. Well, here you go. You see, you're like, oh, the Reds are coming town. We're going to be okay. They play... I mean, they play well against the Cubs, I think. Well, you they know? have been. They yeah. did last year. They swept us in Cincinnati. I might remind everybody for the 8,000th time. Yeah. I mean, they outscored us by one run in this whole mark, series. Mark my words, by the end of this season, Cincinnati will be one of the three best teams in the Central. You think they're going to put something together? Because, I mean, that pitching staff is ridiculous. 
It's, well, the starters, I, the starters. Yeah, I, I, I think they're a much better team than people give them credit for. I think the oh. Pirates are the basement of this division. And I think either Milwaukee or St. Louis are going to fall apart. Well, One you, of those two teams is going to fall apart. So I think that puts Red the Reds in a good well, position. Well, you know what Theo says. Regression is a really powerful thing. Yeah. And, and uh, I think that might be what could happen here. Because we talked about it on the, the last show uh, that we did about the Reds. Was that their record of, uh, is it 22 and 27 still? Yeah, I don't know if they, uh, they're in fifth. The Reds are in last place. But according to Pythagoras, Instead of being 22 and 27, they're supposed to be 27 and 22 because they have a positive run differential. Yeah, plus 25. I mean, the Cubs are plus 61, but the Reds have the second best run differential in the division. And uh, the Pirates are minus 42 with three more wins. I Pirates aren't that good. Yeah, well, and and uh, I was just looking up there. Because I the saw Cardinals lost seven of ten. Yeah, they're they're in a tailspin, which is always nice to see. But it, it, it really is. I mean, listen, Cubs fans, I I do feel a little frustration because I think they're. I think everybody's mad because all of Cubs Nation knew what was wrong with this team before the season and they didn't fix it. And they're still not fixing it. And they're still not fixing it. So that's where the frustration is because Cubs fans aren't are beyond thinking about the division, which is nice. I've never seen this in, in Chicago. They Now everybody's hungry to make a playoff run again, and they're comparing themselves to the other really good teams around the league. And, you know, you look at the Dodgers, you're like, how the fuck are we going to beat the Dodgers in seven-game series with that bullpen they have? And and you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So yeah. That, that's the thing. We're going to have to beat them with offense, which the Cubs might be able to do, but – you know, but yeah, no, but they could use another bat. And I, and I'd hate to say that for a team that actually has put up a heck of a lot of runs, but you know, it, you know, when I saw, you know, they lose one basher and, and, and there's not a lot of teams that ha- that can put up, you know, like the kind of four dudes who could crush against you or m- maybe even five dudes who could crush against you at any given time. Yeah. You know, there's not, a, there's basically no teams that have that. And so you look, you look at that, and you're like most teams like Cubs, that are good have Cubs, three guys. Cubs have four, you know. Cubs, four or five. Dodgers, Red Sox, Yankees are the teams that can put up runs at will in this league. Yeah. And, oh, and the Astros. I'm sorry, the Astros too. The Astros are probably the best team in baseball. Well, and if the Reds can get their offense together, which was a strength of their team very recently, it's kind of funny to see them falling off as their pitching goes well. I'm sure it's very frustrating that the ball doesn't seem to be bouncing that way, but it's bouncing the P- Pirates way. I'm looking here. Pythagoras says there's Pythagoras says Pirates are supposed to be 19 and 28, right? not 25 and 22. Exactly. Well, in the last 10, every team in the division is five and five, except for the Cardinals. So no movement, nothing's happening. Nothing's happening. And didn't we, and I believe we predicted this. Everybody plays each, uh, each other to even, We've had problems with Cincinnati the last couple years, and uh, or the last year, I should say, last year. And, and a red sweep this weekend would go a long way into that happening. Oh God, that'd be. You mean by <laughs> t- a red sweeping of the Cubs? Yes, they would have be twenty five and twenty seven, and the Cubs would be twenty nine. And you know, I mean, yeah, and, and, <laughs> I yeah, don't think that because happen. regression is a powerful thing. But um, they just went and uh, split two with, with Milwaukee, and then they were off Thursday. 
Uh, before that, they lost two or three to the Dodgers, and then before that, they played us and beat us. So they're five and five. You know, like they're splitting everything. We split with the Phillies. Um, so let's compare them. Uh, Cubs have the fourth best OPS. The Reds fourth worst. Which you know, yeah, that's why that's you're that's why you're losing. You're not scoring runs. Um, despite a positive run differential and your pitching being lights out, the uh, the Cubs uh, and Reds are neck and neck and hitting homers. Um, How many of the Cubs have? Well, this I wrote this down before yesterday's game because that's when I had time to do it. And before yesterday, the Cubs had sixty nine homers, and so did the nice. Reds. Yeah, yeah. Now they have seventy two, but which is actually nicer. But the Cubs do walk not a lot. It. No, it's not. No, it's not. No. Cubs walk a lot more, fourth most walks, Reds ninth least. OBP, baby. That's how the Cubs do it. Get on base, hit some ding-dongs, uh, 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 you know, station to station. More like get on base, leave them there. Yeah. No. Lots of lots of risky business. Now, uh, Reds uh, and Cubs both strike out at an average amount. Nothing to see here. Reds have stolen double the bases that the Cubs have. That uh, 10th most in the majors, so they could be running as part of their game because they got to score somehow. And as of uh, before yesterday, the Cubs had scored 44 more runs, and now I guess that's up to 51, something like that. Uh, Pitching. The Cubs have the fifth best ERA in the majors. Reds fourth, but their bullpen is uh, over half a run better. Um, and uh, and it's third best in the majors. Ours is does, totally does average. I, does totally the average. I, does the eye test to you? Does watching this team? Do you feel like the Cubs are one of the four best pitching staffs in baseball? Well, on paper, in in, in uh, on paper, three years ago, yes. Like yes. if you have all these guys three years ago, uh, you know, then yes. Uh, we've all heard of everybody, <laughs> you know, so pre- impressive resumes, but you know, you don't throw with a resume, you throw with an arm and arms do things and get old and hurt and, <laughs> you know, and change their slots and, you know, so I mean, the Reds have a young pitching staff. I know. Do you think this is the team of the future in a, in, in a division that, is getting older and some teams are starting to dismantle a little bit. And, I, and like the, the Cubs are the team built for the, the current times in the near future as well. But the Reds look like they're about to be the other team. Yeah, I, I can see that, but they are one injury in the starting rotation away from being the Mets. Right. You, you see where like I think the, I think the pirates are a mess heading into the future. I don't, I don't, I mean, St. Louis always seems to find a way. They just find guys on the trash heap and they just yeah, tend but to be I good, guess, but they don't the look good to me and they don't look like a good future team. The Brewers are the other team. I'm like, wow, that team's stacked, but they don't have the arms. No. And the, the Reds and you know, I, I hate to say this with them, but if the Cubs really sucked right now, or we're just going to like, you know, rebuild or somebody key got injured or had, you had two injured guys and you're like, all right, let's just go to the ballpark. See who's out there. And it's like, we didn't think we were going to make a run now. Like in this season, like the Reds, even though I hate them, like that'd be uh, a team you'd kind of like to watch. Well, because they, it would be it would be interesting to watch a resurgent Reds. I am a fan of Yasiel Puig, you know, like me, I me do. Too. Like I'm him. a huge fan of his, you know, uh, Joey Votto. I'm a fan of him. And yeah. to see him do something towards the end of his career would be interesting. But in reality, 
fuck the Reds. You know, Luis yeah. Castillo, a, y- a young, exciting pitcher. They got Tanner Roark. DeSclafani was supposed to be a guy, and then it's not working out because of injury. And that's what I'm saying is like, and I don't think these guys have the talent that those Mets young staffs that they developed did. But I feel like the Reds are going this way. They've got some power uh, in their outfield. I think they're eventually, when the weather gets better, are going to hit a lot of home runs. You got A. Eugenio Suarez, who is, uh, you know, coming to his own as a, a player that you know, and not just because Pat Hughes says A. Eugenio. But, you know, I, I do, you know, I, I think that they could be an exciting young team, but, you know, they've had a lot of bad luck. Yeah, they really have. So, um, this year, about, this year. What do you, what do you think so about far. the defense? Well, I didn't even to finish talking to you about the pitching. Oh, about, you got more? Yeah, well, the Cubs are now sixth in walks. Um, yeah. the, and so that's getting – well, they're staying where they are. Reds, they have improved, though, since the beginning of the year. Reds are uh, league average in that category. Um, they, the Reds lead the league in strikeouts. So that could be a very – this could be a very frustrating series. Uh, Cubs aren't striking out that much. Uh, but the Reds strike out a lot of bats, so we'll see how that plays out. Cubs, about average in striking guys out. Uh, both teams are great at keeping the ball in the yard. Uh, it's going to be rainy. I don't know what the wind's going to be doing at Wrigley, but the both the Reds and the Cubs are um, top five in the majors at keeping the ball in the yard for the uh, pitching. Wow. Hard to do at Great American. Really hard to do. Um, Cubs didn't score a lot of runs out there like they had in the past. Uh, Cubs have uh, the third most errors in the majors. The Reds, the fifth least. So they're doing it with defense, uh, in that respect. Uh, both teams, uh, from the catching position are middle of the road and throwing guys out. And now for everybody's favorite Sunranto stat. Oh, that was fucking evil. Sounded like a horror movie. It did. Well, the Cubs dur, and I'd actually kind of like to look it up if I could real quick, but it was just over 700, so I'm not going to look it up again because I feel like we took a No, we got step we need backwards. 701. That's a, that's 701. That's I'm just going to leave it there because that's that's from uh Wednesday's game. I'm not that does not include Thursday. Uh the Reds are uh just behind at 696. So, uh, you know, they're decent. They're at what point what? Point 0.69. Nice. Six. So uh, the weather, as I said, it's going to rain, rain and rain and rain, which means uh, that, uh, well, it means that uh, the StubHub tickets are going to get cheaper. So if you have not bought tickets and would like to attend one of these Memorial Day games, my suggestion is to wait and... uh, I mean, there's a lot to t- like there's I'm looking right now. There's over 4000 tickets for today's uh, Friday afternoon game, which starts in four hours. Uh, are they going to play today? Yeah, they will play today, but there are over 4000 tickets. So they're going to play in front of 4000 fewer fans than they had hoped being Memorial Day weekend. Yeah, Tomorrow, it's, it's supposed to rain 50 percent chance. And the tickets I've been watching tickets die uh, on StubHub for that one. So, um uh, you know they 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 got cut in half. Like the cheapest ticket was sixty bucks, is now thirty. And I and do you even have time to go to games anymore? I don't. Now that you're fa- and and you're famous, so people are going to want to talk to you about baseball. Well, they're going to have to talk to me about it either when I'm at the game or 
or on Facebook. Can, can, you know, I mean, I mean who Which, do you think the hottest hitter on the Cubs is right now? Well, who are the three hottest? Hitters? I mean, Rizzo with the home runs, uh, Bryant putting it back together. Almora had a great week. Like, I, I don't know. They, they're streaky. You know, this might be a hot dog thing to say, but like the Cubs are getting all the hits in all the wrong order. You know, they, it's, I feel like there's some lineup construction problem. And it was, it was weird to say that, but it's like when it, on Monday, when you saw half the lineup being guys that you trusted to get to like get on base, get something going it was like half and half. Like the first half of the lineup was great. And if those guys got on base and they load, like they did it to the Cubs the other day, all four of those dudes I just mentioned as being the Cubs hottest hitters, they all got on base. They loaded the bases. In fact, they walked the bases loaded on purpose to get to the other part of the lineup, which had Hayward in it. And then Russell as a pinch hitter. And that's how they ended up winning the game. So it's like you, it's like you'd almost rather go every other guy, <laughs> you know, and because they're just going to like pitch around all the bashers and then just make make the other guys make the outs the whole game. Yeah, that's not going to work. I don't, a whole... I don't think that works, though. I, I, I think, you know, when you have like that, that murderer's row, as it were, you do. It, you go with that. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Yeah. It just feels that way. I'm just saying the Cubs are getting all the hits in all the wrong order. You know, but I know that it's playing out differently than that. So yeah, I, um, I got I got a couple of wagers for tonight. I'm well, ready. Well, no, not yet, not yet, no. not yet. Hold your horses there. I'm excited. Sir I gambles a lot. So, uh, no, it's going to rain all weekend, uh, especially Saturday. And something's getting rained out. But I'm saying, if you're going to buy tickets to this, go on StubHub and use our link. At sunranto.com slash StubHub. Click the link, and then we get some money, like, you know, 70 cents a buck or something. for it. But enough people do it, it could be real money. And then uh, we can spend it on, well, tickets and beer. That brings me to my scavenger hunt, which is, uh, I believe, there's going to be at least one rain delay uh, within this, this next week. So uh, do something ridiculous and take a picture of that ridiculous thing you're doing during the rain delay and say and on Twitter and or the Ranchers page, I only do this during Cubs rain delays. Hashtag scavenger hunt and then make sure to tag me at Sunranto so that I see it and add you to the list. We did have somebody added. I'm, I can't remember who it was because it's a very busy week for me. Uh, but I do have it here. Uh, Bleacher Todd got in. Bleacher Todd got it. So now it's Carrie Meyer with two entries, Windy Mazurik with one entry, and Bleacher Todd with two. So we got a got ourselves a, a, a scavenger hunt contest now to win the uh, 100 go. years of Wrigley and the 2016 Magnet schedule that's kind of beat up and a signed autograph. Behind the I behind the Ivy. Did I get it right? Outside the uh, Ivy. Outside the Ivy. Lurking in the Ivy. <laughs> no, that's Andre Dawson. That's Andre Dawson. So uh, now out, you can outside tell the me... Ivy. Signed autograph picture from Danny Rocket. Yeah. Uh, of, uh, yeah. Of of uh, of me as a child. <laughs> Dude, he was so fat. It's adorable. Yeah, I, I, they use you know before my nickname was Rocket, which I think you gave me, Lyle, but. I did. Uh, before my nickname was Rocket, 
it was Spanky. <laughs> I looked like Spanky from the R gang. Um, so, yeah, so now Lyle's betting corner. Well, now Lyle's betting, betting corner. It's um, we got the Reds versus the Cubs. Game one, D. Sclafani versus Kyle Hendricks. I see the Cubs at a negative 180 uh, here at mybookie.ag. Yep, it just moved and it was at 170. So all the action's going hard on the Cubs in the last hour, believe it or not. It's down to 180. I'm not betting the game. I am going to bet a prop and I'm going to bet two props. All right, you ready for the first one? Yeah. Anthony Rizzo, over, under, a base and a half. Total bases. Over. I'm taking the over that he gets at least two bases today at plus 120. All right. All right. I like that bet. So uh, let it ride, and I, baby. And and I got a second bet for you. Javi Baez, total home runs. Over, under, a half. Javi Baez hits a home run plus 460. Oh, wow. That's a heck of a bet. It's worth it, right? Yeah. Take it. Take it. Ten ten bucks. We win $46. Let it ride. Let it rip, baby. That's the bet. And do it at mybookie.ag. And if you never want to hear a commercial about mybookie.ag, all you got to do is subscribe at Patreon. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. You get your own RSS feed, ad-free early listening for all you punks out there. So quit being a freeloader and join us. Patreon.com slash Unranto. All right, game one. Anthony DiSclefani, two and two with a 460 versus Kyle Hendricks, four and four with a 321. It's Cubs Cap Artist Day uh, in the bleachers. You get a hat. Um, It's pretty cool. Like, it's, I, I like it. It's like this blue hat says, like, Chicago on it. It's... They're doing different artists creating hats, which oh, that's uh, cool. yeah, that's totally up your alley. And you got to get a bleacher ticket to get it, but they're giving away five thousand, which is pretty much the whole bleachers. Uh, if you're a totally late person at a very sold out game, you're not going to get one. But for the most part, everybody's getting this, Mama. So nice. yeah, it's cool. Um, unfortunately, um, I can't click on the was, picture to describe it. Uh, I may. I was just going to kind of see what the weather. Get a hat. You want one of these. I do, but I'm going to see, like, how much this hat is worth based upon the bleacher ticket prices, which uh, are coming down. So I'm just going to wait it out and see what I want to do later. I got, I'm got. i going to the game tomorrow with my niece for her birthday. Oh, nice. Just yeah. the two of you? Yeah, well, that's her. It's I'm so sweet. But, like, for, like, five, six years straight, uh, what she wants as her present is to stay over with Nicole and I. And, you know, she gets to eat whatever she wants. You know, I cook for her or get pizza or whatever. And she wants to go to the game. So I bring her to the game. And this might be her first bleachers game. But now it's going to rain. So I'm like, do I really want to sit in the bleachers? Won't I want a roof over my head for the inevitable rain delays? Hashtag scavenger hunt. Right. So um, anyway, let me describe this hat. It just says Chicago, but it's blue and it's kind of cool lettering and like little graffiti-ish. And I can't, it, it sucks because I can't blow up the picture to tell you what's Cubs about it, except for the fact that it's blue. But it's a pretty neat looking hat, and they're going to be doing this, so if you're interested in hats, like, look it up when they're doing all these, because they're always on Fridays, and it's always a bleacher ticket. So, um, 
Last time, Anthony DeSclafani, he only went four innings pitched, and he gave up four against the Dodgers, and he only threw 48 pitches. So I don't know what that's about. Huh. Um, the Cubs got uh, seven uh, runs off of him in 12.1 innings pitched last year. So that's pretty good. Uh, Rizzo, Contreras, and Baez have homered off of him. Um, but Rizzo... Only batting 167 in 24 at-bats. And, uh, Lyle, you just told me, what is the bet on Rizzo? Uh, over a base and a half. Total bases. Yeah, well, he's batting 167 in 24 right. at-bats. I love it. I love it. Now, Kyle Hendricks, he gave up one run on three hits to the Reds uh, in Cincinnati, and he went eight innings, and that's the game where he also got three hits and struck out seven as a, you know, as a hitter, he got three hits. Um, last time, well, he had a no-hitter, and then he didn't have a no-hitter <laughs> against the Nationals. Uh, Cubs ended up beating the Nationals in that game Sunday night, but it wasn't an easy win in the end. Um, Votto has an OPS over 1,500 against Kyle. He likes the slow stuff in 32 plate appearances, but overall the Reds don't hit him very well, as, uh, as we all saw last week. Um, and then, uh, in game two, we have, uh, Tyler Molly one in five with a three fifty one, and he's going up against you Darvish who has, uh, what's his record? He's two and three with a five Oh six boy. We have 1.5 whip. Um, so, uh, last year, the this co- is the game you Darvish gets a little bit better. This is you know, this is a rainy one too. Uh, the the Cubs. Um, oh, is that going to be his excuse? The ball was wet. Well, I mean, it doesn't make it easier for him. That's for sure. Uh, last year against Molly, the Cubs got five runs in eighteen point two innings, and he beat us twice, including he uh, one hit us through six innings. But and the Cubs got nothing in one of those games. Last time he gave up nothing versus the Dodgers, so he's been part of this. Reds are good when it comes to pitching situation. Um, now, Javi, though, he's four for eight with a homer off this guy. Rizzo's only one for eight. No wonder he doesn't like playing Cincinnati. He was out in this yeah. entire scene. He just sucks against uh, Cincinnati. Um, uh, Schwarber has homered off of uh, Molly, too. You Darvish gave up two runs through 5.2 innings in Cincy last week, and then the Cubs ended up losing. But um, last time, he also he gave up three runs and went six full innings, and the Cubs ended up lo- losing, but the Cubs should have won. This is the Arietta game, the stupid check swing. Um, gave up three walks, seven strikeouts. Dietrich, Derek Dietrich, there. Their um, outfielder that they basically got for the from the Marlins in the fire sale for free. Um, he's homered off of him. Vado, not good against Darvish. Only two for ten. Wow. All right. But uh, I mean, Joey Vado's not the Joey Vado of the past, you know. Um, t- uh, game three, Tanner Roark three and three with a three five one versus Jose Quintana, who what's his uh, ERA? He's got a three thirty ERA. And how many wins does he have? Who cares? Wins are stupid. Oh, he's four wins and three. Wins are stupid. Four and three. Team wins are not. 
It's Cubs camo shirt day. Get a camo shirt by showing oh, up. Memorial Day. Yeah, 10,000 people get a camo shirt because the Cubs aren't in town on Monday, which is actual Memorial Day. So Tanner Roark uh, versus the Cubs. He gave up three runs on eight hits, but he won the game. And then he went out there against the Dodgers and gave up two runs on two hits and won the game. Five innings pitched both times. Rizzo's taking him deep twice. So this is the game Rizzo's going to want to be in. And Bryant. This is a Brizzo game. Bryant, 7 for 14 with a home run. And this is also the game that uh, Kyle Hendricks pitched last time. And he went 2 for 4 during. So, uh, too bad. So, you're going to see Kyle, like, uh, you know, used as a pinch hitter in this one. Just like uh, Tyler Chatwood. Who, man, he hit that double in yesterday's game. And I tell you, if the Cubs go on to win that one... That's the heroic play of the game that we're talking about for the rest of the year that kept the Cubs in it, but it didn't end up happening. Um, Maybe, maybe, I don't know. I I don't think you put in Kyle Hendricks as a pitch hitter even (laughs) in any world. No, I don't think you do. Yeah, unless, unless. We need the DH. Yeah. Let's save the pitchers. Ah, Michael's not on the show to yell at you. Oh. So, Quintana gave up three through five against the Reds, and then he lost. And then last time, he gave up zero through six on two hits against Philly. He was really good last time. We didn't talk about him. But uh, the Cubs ended up winning that game, even though, like, uh, I don't think he got the win in that one. But uh, he ended up going six. He looked really good. He walked three. wasn't striking out guys like you like him to. But the uh, Phillies aren't. They weren't striking out a lot at all. This is the game that the Cubs uh, won in the ninth. They just weren't scoring. They scored one in the first, and then it was nothing till the. They looked like they were going to lose, and because uh, Quintana did not get a a win in this one, Kyle Ryan actually got the win in the only game he pitched well in. All week. So there, there, there's your preview. I mean, eh, everybody's playing each other even. I think you just got to hope for the, the meatloaf here. You want meatloaf. This is You're rooting for meatloaf right now. You're rooting for meatloaf right now because it is a division game, but a sweep would be oh so nice. Oh, yeah. You know. I, I, well, I, if, as long as it's the Cubs doing the sweeping and not getting the sweeping. Well, yeah. No, I, I – I, Obviously, this is a this is a Cubs centric. Well, you got you just got to make sure you say that out loud, Danny, because, you know. Well, have I got some bad news for you guys in this week's poem? Hi, hi, Coach Adamas. Yeah, we're kind of running long. I got to actually get to work. I I think I got got shit to do, Cubs Adamas. Can you can you just get to it? Uh, Yeah, just uh, just get to it, would you? Okay. The Cubbies don't know what they're doing. Their place in the standings needs boosting. They're in first place. They're swept by the Reds. And their chances are dead when they go and get swept by... Whitney Houston? Angelica Houston? Yeah. They don't even play baseball. No, no, just Houston. Oh, just Houston. He gets Whitney and Angelica Houston. Yeah. Well, you said Houston, so I figured uh, that was just Houston's nickname. Oh, guys, uh, I actually have a stomachache today, so uh, it's fine if I just cut out here early uh, because I'm just spending a lot of time. Did 
did you eat something weird? Well, you know, I had saved uh, this popcorn, uh, and I it was in the back of my magic carpet, and I was like, oh, that popcorn's not that old. It's from when I saw E.T. back in 84. And oh. so I, I just took the popcorn, and I started eating it, and uh, I guess it, it had gone bad. Not good. Yeah, that, yeah, uh, 1984 that stuff they called... Yeah, that stuff they called butter in 1984. I don't know what it was. Yeah, but it was and but butter. I, well, I guarantee it didn't decay though. It must have been the popcorn that decayed. That 84 butter, man, that's still around. Yeah, it is. Uh, does I know we're trying to get him off the show, but does a DNT have a special diet? I don't even know this. I don't think we've ever eaten together, Cubsterdamus. Oh, I'm a I'm a vegetarian. You Roman. are. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I know. I don't eat any. Thing that well, I guess I guess now I'm a vegan. I don't eat anything that comes from an animal, except for uh, cheese. Okay. And right. and eggs and and well, with animals I do eat fish. So technically, oh, so, so so you're not a vegetarian or a vegan. No, I'm a, a, a pescatarian, but I'm also like mostly vegan. But I mean, I I mean every now and again. Like if I feel like I need pro- being vegan, you dumbass! I well, God, I hate people. Get off the show! I've well, had it with well, you. Every now and again, though, hey, I, I do eat. Go. Oh, all right, come Shredamus out. Gonna go grab a burger. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> what the? <laughs> oh well. Anyway, so, that was weird. Yeah, so um, I don't really have a TFC. I've been so busy oh, trying oh, to be I do. positive. Oh, I do. But I, I know I do have something to say, but okay. I don't. Okay. Well, go ahead, because mine is outrageous, and I'd like to end the show with Okay, it. all right, good. Um, yeah, I just wanted to uh, kind of point out um, Phil Rosenthal's review, which wasn't a review. It was, uh, it was, it was uh, stupider than that. It was 20 questions for uh, Outside the Ivy, um, which, uh, you know, it's just kind of funny to me that, I mean, I mean, I you don't have to like the show. You don't have to watch the show. I don't give a, I don't give a well, I do give a fuck. I hope everybody watches and enjoys it. I'm an entertainer. I hope to entertain you at all times, right? Phil Rosenthal did not seem all that entertained. And I'm not going to look up his thing, but, you know, one of his, um, one of his uh, complaints was that uh, we weren't wearing Cubs hats in the show. <laughs> yeah, in the 20, why aren't they wearing Cubs? Oh, is this a Cubs show? Why aren't they wearing Cubs hats then, eh? And, uh, you know, the the thing is, and I get it, mine is not a typical Cubs hat. Yours is a Cubs hat. It's a Club 400 hat, um, which is actually way more important than a, a, than a Cubs hat because, like, real you shit. You were wearing Cubs gear from head to toe. I even saw your uh, John Baker Day t-shirt sticking up above your, your I know. Uh, it's I know. And everybody was. Luis was. Michael wasn't wearing a hat. And then also uh, Luis was wearing a Puerto Rico hat. Because uh, he's representing, hey, he's Mike, 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 the top of Michael's head, in all fairness, is made out of paper mache. And if he wears a hat, it gets weird. Yeah, it gets. No, he said he told us he goes, I look stupid in hats. So right. Michael will be our main supercuts guy, which was another one of Phil Rosenthal's. How could you have guys wearing hats when it's made by supercuts? And I just kind of wanted to show Phil my hair, <laughs> which is basically long relief pitcher hair. In you should fact, just send you should just send him a picture on Twitter of my like, hair. I have to, I have to wear it. Yeah, looking like Yahoo serious cuz I do. And then uh yeah, I'm like trust me, you need a hat on this mop 
Because I do I look. I think you guys should start a fight with Phil Rosenthal on the show. Well, I Go think, after I him. think I already did yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying, uh, it, which is petty of me, and I know I should probably just leave it alone, just let Phil have be Phil. But, like, you know, it just, uh, you know, one thing that, I mean, that just bothered me. And then the last flexing cube thing that I kind of want to address is that he points out that, oh, this is, these are supposed to be a show full of authentic fans. Well, how could there be authentic fans if we're getting paid? Um, well, Phil, I, I guarantee like, you know, there's a difference between like, fuck you money. Like, yeah, baby, I'm on TV, baby. I'm 10,000 bucks an episode. I, I don't want to really say what I'm getting paid for this, but it's not fuck you money. In fact, I can tell you this. It pays the same as what I got for writing a musical with inner city high school teenagers in New York City eight years ago. Yeah, it, it pays it, the same as that. Okay, so it, it's it's paying uh, over the course of this year. It'll pay off his hospital, my hospital bill. So it's not fuck you money. So and so I just want Phil Rosenthal and everybody else that thinks that hey, because I feel like people are going to start treating me like I'm rich or something, and I'm not. So well, no, and it's kind of a message. Remember, all those people on all of these shows doing these things. They're just like everybody else. I mean, there are people on TV who make millions and millions of dollars. Not local news people for the most part. Not, you know, not especially the part-timers. You know, the lady who comes in and does the weather once a week, she's getting gig money. Yeah, she's getting gig money. I mean, they're lucky. I mean, radio disc jockeys on your local morning drive that shows up every day and entertains you for like five hours in a row – they're making a, probably about thirty grand a year. In smaller markets, it's way less than that. Yeah. So yeah. There, just there's so a lady know. who does the radio out here in Maine. She's been doing the morning show for about thirty years, and I think I, I think I saw somewhere she makes like fifty two thousand yeah. dollars after like thirty years of doing this. Yeah. So every morning, and, and, and sometimes six days a week. And I feel that way about Phil Rosenthal. Here's a newspaper guy in a in a dying industry. And so he's got to get some clickbait going on. So instead of writing, you know, even if he hated the show, he like panned us. These guys are fucking idiots. That's fine. But, you know, don't be, I don't know. I felt I felt don't like pick, he was don't, don't pick on my hat. It's for a good cause. Yeah, and also I understand that Phil that you need clicks too cuz you probably make 30 grand a year too, bro. Yeah. <laughs> like and I, you know, at working at the Tribune like a paper that everybody has heard of. So like, you know, I think the one thing and I love Michael Sarami and I love Luis. I've known them before because the Cubs have brought us in with the new media, I mean, that's how I know Corey Finneran from Ivy. I know a lot of these guys because you, we've become friends with each other, like like seriously love each other. And like, Phil, come on, bro. Get on board. Yeah, hang out. Hang Let's out. Party. Let's yeah. have a beer. And that's what I told him on Twitter yesterday. I told him my hat was a Cubs hat. And I said, and I'll tell you the rest of your 20 questions, uh, when you could freaking come buy me a shot of Malort and a beer at Nisei Lounge, brother. Yeah. Let's because go. let's get together. On this, and so I he TFC me, but the idea that um, people can't be on TV and be real fans and get paid for it, you know, that's like saying the rolling that Mick Jagger can't enjoy music, right? You know, oh, he can't be a fan of of uh, you know the Verve, who you know, or something like that was yeah. a weird choice since <laughs> they're in well, the news. I know. Well, it's all in the news because they just gave the royalties back, right? Or. or uh, Rolling Stone because of the bum 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 was it from a Rolling Stones instrumental album? They think so. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, they gave the Verve. The Verve is ordering sushi tonight. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, they're paying off their student loans tonight. Now that they get, uh, and, and of course the Rolling Stones give it back after nobody 
clocks that song. It's it was everywhere. Well, the Rolling Stones got the money. It was everywhere. Yeah. They, thanks for giving us the royalty money back. Now that we get uh, half a penny per three thousand yeah. dollars. Yeah. Either way, you're gonna you're gonna see it in some uh, you know hot chocolate commercial called when they make their new bittersweet chocolate symphony version of uh, Swiss Miss. Yes. Uh, TMZ Sports reported. Cubs John Lester and Anthony Rizzo partied until 4 a.m. after a loss to the Nationals. Fake okay. news. Well, I don't know. There's pictures of them out yeah, at the bar. After Pretty- a loss, and then they came back and won, and Rizzo hit a dong. Yeah, that, that's fine. But uh, uh, John John from St. Louis on oh. Twitter, and I, I don't remember his exact address, and he has since deleted the tweet. I'm glad I took a picture because I think he was getting harassed. He said, I hope those uncommitted losers get cancer again. Second-rate team, second-rate city. <laughs> they're both cancer survivors. Hello? I'm just – you can imagine where my jaw is. <laughs> I was like, wow, you – I thought we got disconnected. Can you believe that? The tweet was since deleted, and 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 his – he must have got attacked by somebody. Yeah. Oh, Listen. my God. I hope those uncommitted losers get the cancer again. Sorry. <laughs> I accidentally hit something, yeah. Second-rate city. Oh, boy. And coming out of St. Louis, that's, uh, that's something. Yeah. Yeah, most boring city in America. Boring, but not this show. This has been very not boring. Lyle, thanks for uh, being here today. I, mean, I know. When are we? When are we going again, buddy? I'm guessing Monday. I'm All guessing right. our next show will be Monday. All right, Hopefully. game one of the Stanley Cups on Monday. So we got to work around yeah, that. We'll, we'll do it the early. Boston Bruins are going to destroy another St. Louis team. And let's hope the Cubs uh, destroy um, some Reds. Very good pitching. Yeah, I I think the Cubs win two out of three. I think that that's a good bet. And as long as they do the one for my niece and bring that one through, then I'll be a happy camper. So, Spagog. Spagog. No fighting in the bleachers. What did your mama teach you? There is no fighting in the bleachers. So take that shit outside. While sitting in the bleachers, I filmed a racist fight. And then it got retweeted about three million times. No fighting in the bleachers. What did your mama teach you? There is no fighting in the bleachers. So take that shit outside. Don't do the wave at Wrigley. Don't act a drunken fool. Don't get up between innings. Follow this simple rule. No fighting in the bleachers. What did your mama teach you? There is no fighting in the bleachers. So take the shit outside. No fight tonight. 
Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast.